Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 236. And tonight we're going to be talking all about uh, Gamescom. Gamescom happened recently. We're going to be talking about all the games that were announced and shown off there. Some old, some new. And we're also going to be talking about some rumors about Game Boy coming to Switch Online and so much more. My name is Steve, and of course I am not alone. I am joined by great friends to talk about Nintendo again. Barry, Greg, uh, so great to have you guys here. Barry, uh, are you uh, you're, you're still alive? You haven't been washed away out there in New Jersey, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we had I think two hurricanes <laughs> since we last recorded. Yeah, because uh, it's been a while. It's it's been crazy. We don't usually get them. Uh, it's been pretty devastating a lot of areas a lot of, of flooding uh just local towns even my own town had flooding uh where we're located we were very fortunate uh we had no water that seeped in no flooding but obviously our lawn was soaked uh where my dad lived he had five to six feet of water in his basement wow the entire basement uh, and that's not uncommon there's a, been a lot of people that have, in this area that have talked about seven eight feet of water and you know, washers, dryers, water heaters all busted and gone. And, you know, it, it, a lot of areas that were never flood zones are now flood zones uh, because the storm did a lot. We had tornadoes in South Jersey. Like, what? We never have tornadoes here. Uh, it, it was a gnarly storm, and it obviously hit New England and, and, and Louisiana and all the way up, of course, too. But, yeah, it rocked us. We were just expecting it was just going to be a little rainstorm. No, no, it was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I kept checking uh, some of the news while I was gone on vacation when I was in a good cell phone range. And I kept reading about how the hurricane hit New Jersey and, and New England and everything. I was like, what? I thought that thing like died out when it hit Miss- Mississippi. Like, what in the world? Like, I had no idea that it still had life like on into the oh, like did. the whole East Coast and everything. So that's crazy. So it definitely did. Yeah. Glad you're glad you're doing well. Um and uh yeah, any anybody you know that's not doing so well other than like your like you said your your father or father in law had like my father. Um I know a lot of people, you know, just local businesses. Luckily they're okay, but I talked with their owners and they've had flooding and what it was is that the rain hit so hard that the sewers filled so if you went like all the manholes were just like bubbling with water and when there's no place for the water to go, mm. it backs up into toilets. It backs up into people's basements. And there are a lot of people where that, you know, that happened. And, and, you know, thankfully it didn't happen in our basement toilet, but you know, we are like, we're not flushing that toilet. Like, absolutely not. It's, it, it just, it hit us like a, like a hurricane. I mean, yeah. what else do you want to say? It wasn't a windstorm. It was a rainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. Go looking at the chat. Uh, looks like uh Jakester said he, a friend of his, uh, was badly affected by the flooding. She lost almost all of her cosplay stuff. That's, that's awful. Uh, that's a lot of hard work that goes into that stuff, especially if she was making her own, which I'm assuming she probably was. Cause a lot of people do, but even if you just bought it, like that's, that's awful. Um, Jared said, uh, yeah, it was bad by him. Luckily it, didn't uh affect him directly but his neighbors got a lot of flooding so that's crazy uh greg you're back yeah i am (laughs) i'm a year older now and a year older exactly so happy birthday happy birthday uh we we were talking offline about your birthday gifts want to show them off to us and let's see what you got for your birthday sure so um this might be the one at least Jakester might be most excited about, but it's a Wii game. It's 
the Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. So it's actually a concealed copy. I'm planning on opening it to actually play it because I never got to play it back on Wii. Um, I also got Switch games, Skyward Sword. So I'll be able to play that one again. And then finally, um, in the near future, I'll be talking on a new mic for the podcast. So I got a new microphone. Very nice. Very nice. So that's exciting. Well, uh, we've already mentioned the chat. Um, so hey to all you guys in the chat room. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you have never joined us in the chat for a live recording, we record almost pretty much every other Tuesday uh, evening, uh, 830 p.m. Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And, uh, of course, we had, if you're kind of following along, we did have one extra week uh, from the last podcast, Um, but uh, usually in every other Tuesday uh, schedule. And we do go live on YouTube, and so we'd love for you guys to join the chat room. Uh, We've got several people in there already. Uh, Just quickly saying hi to uh, Rocky and Jakester and Kevin and Jared and I think that's it that's chatted so far. We've got several other people that have just not said anything yet. But uh, yeah, if you're in the chat, be sure to just say hi. And anything that we talk about, you're kind of like the the additional member of the podcast. We love just kind of bringing in your thoughts, seeing what you're playing, uh, talking about what you, you've been playing recently, but also any of the news that we talk about throughout the evening. We love uh, you know seeing your thoughts and uh, bringing that into the conversation as well. Several times throughout each, uh, podcast. We take ideas from the chat that kind of fuel our conversation. Um, so you really are the kind of that, that fourth piece of our podcast team. And so, uh, if you've never joined us live, be sure to do that. Uh, we also want to encourage you to check us out on social media. We are at Nintendo fuse on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, a great way to uh, connect with us. Um, all those links are going to be in the show notes, uh, and the YouTube description, along with our discord. Uh, if you've not joined our discord, uh, be sure to do that link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description. We'd love for you to, uh, to yeah, join us on there. And if you've never done so, uh, you could also join us, um, follow us on our, on our own, uh, YouTube or sorry, Twitter as well. And I'm just realizing I'm having a, I, uh, there we go. They're on the screen now. I had to take off the little podcast logo. So, uh, yeah, at Steve Cullum, uh, for myself at Hawk Hellfire for Barry and at gamer Greg, sorry, gamer GD three, because you used to have a different <laughs> name, didn't you? Did it used to be gamer Greg? I think I'm still stuck. Yeah, on that, that, was, that was that was like from the Nintendo Fuse forums back in the day. That's um, what it was like way back in the day. It's not available on Twitter because obviously that's way too cool of a name to claim. So, of course. So, uh, so yeah, at Gamer GD three uh, for Greg, and uh, yeah, you can follow us all individually as well on Twitter. Uh, but let's get into what we have been playing lately. And Barry, you've got quite the list, so we're going to let you go first. Uh, yes, what, it's been like three weeks. But yeah, it's been a very busy three weeks in terms of amount of games, not necessarily all the time in the world to play them. Uh, so I got to like dabble in a lot of different stuff. Uh, first off, still barely doing Animal Crossing. I, I, it's barely mentionable, but uh, I did log in and buy some seasonal stuff, so yay. Uh, that was about it. Uh, Pokemon Unite. Uh, been playing that every night with my wife. 
we've made it a thing. We just play together every night. We do, you know, it's a couple matches. Uh, having a ton of fun. Really enjoying Pokemon Unite. And uh, it's even better because it's something I get to, you know, share with her. So we get to kind of game together. Uh, then I did Sakura Succubus 4, which uh, I'll be doing a game chat here uh, on uh, on Nintendo Fuse's channel. It was sent as a review code. Uh, the fourth game in the visual novel series. Uh, I really won't say anything more other than if you've played the first three or you've seen my videos or heard me talk about the first three, you kind of know what you're expecting to get into. Uh, but you could also watch the game chat when that goes live. Uh, dabbled a little bit with the Adventures of Betram Fiddle, episode one. It's a point-and-click, uh, you know, old-school, like, LucasArts style adventure game or, or like Sam and Max. Um, funny so far. I've barely touched it, but it's uh, pretty interesting. And uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, my major focus in these past three weeks has been Shadowverse Champions Battle. Uh, I talked about it last time. Uh, I'm done with the game now. Holy crap. That game have way more content than it ever deserves to. Like, that game is well worth your money if you like, uh, you know, collectible card games. And if you're interested, give the demo a try. It's one of those free demos that lets you take in the data into the main game so you can actually try it out. And if you enjoy it, play the game. The game is huge. I'm talking well over 100 hours worth of content. Like, it is ginormous. And it's fun. And that's not even touching, like, online battles because you can play locally or online. Uh, yeah, that that is a surprise hit. I did not expect that one to captivate me. Um, but that was a great game and uh, super recommended. Uh, I did do uh, some Rush Rally. There's two games, Rush Rally Origins, which is, uh, like, rally racing, but it's more, like, from a top perspective. Um, not so much like Ivan, Ivan Man Stewart's Super Off-Road, but you know, similar in a sense. And then Rush Rally 3, which is, you know, standard behind the camera rally racing. A uh, lot of fun. Uh, I'm not big into rally racing, but I heard good things, so I wanted to give it a try, and I'm having fun with it, so I'll be dabbling back in it. Smash Brothers, uh, they did an event one of these past weekends for new spirits for No More Heroes 3. So I went in there and got my new spirits. Nothing big, but I wound up getting it playing a game called Brotherhood United. It's like a double dragon style, you know, 2D 8-bit beat-em-up with guns. Kind of fun. Uh, you know, interesting bosses. Very, very humorous, but it also has a little metal slug because you have to rescue people. Um, definitely worth checking out if that's your kind of thing. On a game I don't recommend, I played some Art of Rally. Art of Rally is a game that is another racer... Uh, very, very minimalistic graphics. Like, people are matchsticks. They're literally like a line and then one color for the head, like the top of a matchstick, and the rest of their body is one other color. And there's terrible pop-up. Like, the graphics are so simplistic, and there's pop-up. And this game is 25 bucks. And we did it for the Playcast, and I don't recommend it, but I played it. <laughs> and then the last game I did in the Switch was a game called World of the West, and I uh, had a lot of fun with that one. That is a cool adventure-style game in the Tesla Grad universe. On the PS4, I finished Neo, The World Ends With You. Awesome game. I, I went through, uh, and I didn't 100% it, but just, I, I can't speak highly enough about that game. If you enjoy the original, this is, a, this is the way to do a sequel. Square did it great. 
And I also messed around with the Tales of Arise demo. But unlike Shadowverse's demo, the data does not carry over. It's like it's isolated thing. There's no, there's like a costume bonus if you played the demo, which is the main reason I did it. Uh, if, if there's a demo of a game I already know I'm going to like, and it doesn't have anything that carries over, I'm going to spend very little time on it because to me it's wasted. But if you're interested, give it a try. Uh, after trying it, I really liked the battle system, and that was the one thing I was really worried about. I didn't want it to be like Final Fantasy 15, which I hated that battle system, and it wasn't. It was a lot of fun. Uh, finally, on the PC, still doing some 14. Uh, haven't logged in as much as I would like to, but you know, just we're two months away from Endwalker, so looking forward to that. And on mobile, Dragalia Lost, Mario Kart Tour, still playing those every single day. Wow, wow. Uh, let's go into the chat and. Uh... Let's see. Jakester said he fin- finished Xenoblade. Uh, he's been really praising that in Discord, I know. And, uh, you know, even tagging me and trying to me, get me to play it even when I was on, on vacation. Uh, I saw those, Jakester. I saw them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Fire Emblem Three Houses started a, a Black Eagles run. Uh, Jared says he's been playing a bunch of No More Heroes 3 and Ace Attorney Chronicles along with uh, the usual Pokemon Go, Mario Kart, and Mario Run. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's something that I, you, did you intend to play three games with Rally Racing this week? Is that on purpose, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Uh, it, was, it was just uh, after doing Art of Rally for the Playcast, uh, which was so terrible. Someone said, hey, if you want a, a better Rally game, uh, give these ones a try. And I was like, all right, I'll give them these a try. Um, so I did have a much better experience. Nice. Uh, which again, if you if you listen to the playcast uh, or if you ever wanted to get scathing scathing review, uh, <laughs> but and I feel bad. It's by the guy who did. Uh, I think it's Internal Drift. Uh, some people like it. Some people like Art of Rally. And you know what? If it's your jam, if you enjoy it, don't let me stop you from enjoying it because my taste may very well be different than your taste. But to me, it controlled terribly like like you really needed to hit the brakes and if you tried to drift and hit the brakes and you didn't do it right you flew yourself off the road and i was like this is terrible (laughs) uh then again the pop-up there's pop-up you're talking a game that looks like um like the little tykes you know like the little people the little toys for for play school kids it looks like that and there's pop-up like terrible pop-up and it's like, how did this have terrible – like the Switch is, is not as powerful as a PS5 or Xbox Series X, yeah. of course. But it's not less powerful than an N64. I mean it looked N64-style pop. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Sounds like but a game again, I would be able don't to let... sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean if, if it's something – I don't know if there's a demo. No. I watched some videos. <laughs> I, should, I should have finished my thought. <laughs> I said it sounds like a game I would design. <laughs> Not, oh, you would not design. Not enjoy. Because oh. <laughs> that's that's the extent oh, well. of my my artistic capability. <laughs> you know what, Steve? <laughs> if you designed it, I'd certainly give it a shot. But I'd tell you to your face if I thought it sucked. <laughs> I'm honest with my reviews. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go the route like all these retro, all these other games are made to look like SNES and NES games. So maybe now it's time the N64 people want to revive that style of graphics because if only that I know a lot of up. people said it doesn't yeah <laughs> that's that's the most unfortunate part that's like aged worse than the nes and the snes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah n64 is aged terribly 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll put it to you bluntly. In my opinion, and again, this is my opinion, Stunt Race FX on the SNES looked and played better than this. Wow. Okay. That's that that. Yeah, I'm gonna avoid it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Well, just really quick, I had a quick jab at Steve for that. Like, just pretend it's Xenoblade, and then it's easy to avoid it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I've been playing a number of the indie games that I've gotten review codes for. So we have Trigger Witch, which me and Barry will be talking about in a little bit. I also played Interdigiton, another game that I'll be talking about in a future podcast. So I don't want to go too much in depth of it here. And also Macrotitis, A Mother's Journey. That's my third one that's also included in that list that I'll be talking about more exclusively in a future podcast. Um other than that, it's Animal Crossing. I logged in on my birthday. I finally got um, the birthday item since last year I didn't know you were actually supposed to give the villagers the cupcakes. So I kept them thinking that like this rare item and didn't trade them for the birthday items. So <laughs> they were sitting in my storage for over a year and <laughs> they can't give them out when it's not your birthday. So <laughs> I didn't so get you those gave the them first moldy cupcakes. Around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They still ate them, and they still gave me like a like a random shirt or whatever, but it's wasn't worth it. <laughs> Not the birthday <laughs> items. Um, I did do a number of Pokemon Unite. I think I'm one login away from getting Greninja, so um, it's been kind of slowing down for me. I did a lot of the rewards for like seasons three and four, but then I haven't really logged in a lot for season five. I've just been trying to collect Greninja Weeks. and just logging it's in still like daily. Oh, I thought there was like event two or something at the bottom of the list and other stuff. There's and then there's like week five. There's like other events, but we're still in season one. We're actually in part one of season one. Whatever. I meant like whatever the weekly bonuses is what I've been kind of avoiding. Um, And then with my daughter, I've been playing Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So it's always fun to be playing those and gradually increasing my rank scores online and playing with her and getting to see her beat random people from around the world and stuff like that. So, and then finally still playing Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone. So still a lot of fun. They just had another bigger update for the four and a half year anniversary, I think. So it's still going pretty good. Nice. Nice. Uh, I have been playing, I played a retrograde arena, uh, which is a twin stick shooter uh, that is pretty much uh, online only kind of game. Um, There is some single player kind of experience, but it's mostly kind of training and stuff. So you basically play um, with other people. And so went online and, and tried to, or went through the, the demo. Um, and my experience with that actually is on my gaming channel, if you want to check that out. But, uh, and then um, went on and played a few, few games online and uh, didn't do so bad. But it's kind of confusing in the beginning because it's one of those games that, like, the, that doesn't do a great job of explaining it. But you do pick it up pretty quick. Um, but it tries to give you an explanation. And then kind of just leaves you out to figure it out. And it took me a couple of rounds to actually figure out what was going on. So, um, so if you do want to check it out, if twin stick shooters are your kind of your thing, um, just give it some time because it, it's not, 
incredibly intuitive like the first time you you pick it up and go through a battle but you'll you'll get the hang of it for sure um and then uh i'm not a huge fan of it um to be honest but it's fun it's i got it really cheap i think it was like just a couple dollars something like that so maybe even free i don't even really i thought it was free maybe it was free um so there you go it's really cheap really 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 cheap um (laughs) in the free category so there you go um so Check it out because you're not going to be out any money at all. Uh, and then I played uh, played through Toby the Secret Mine, uh, which is a game that's been out for a long time on other platforms, but uh, came out for Switch. And that one was really cheap. It was like $1.99 or something like that that I got it for. And I cashed in my gold coins or whatever. And so I think I paid 29 cents for it. Um, and uh, so that was fun. It was uh, It's a lot like some of the other platform games that are like in the shadows um, kind of aesthetically and cool graphics um not as good as some of the other games that i played like that but similar enough the whole game you can be done with in approximately two to two and a half hours maybe less if you're really good at getting through some of those sections um after i went through and like I, I recorded my whole gameplay and it's actually up on my gaming channel as well. But um, if you cut out all the places where, you know, I died multiple times or tr- took a break to try to figure out what was going on next, um, I think it took about 90 minutes to finish the the whole game. So it's not, there's not a ton of gameplay there, but it's, it's challenging. It's also frustrating at times. So if you don't like platformers, they get really frustrating because you don't know what to do next or you walk along and all of a sudden spikes just come out of nowhere and you're like, I didn't even see that coming. Um, this might be a game you want to avoid. Um, there was frequently times during that couple hours that of playtime that I wanted to throw my controller. So uh, just warning ahead of time because <laughs> it just happened. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why am I, why did I just die? Or how do I get around this thing? Cause it's not intuitive at all. So you got to definitely explore and try to figure out some stuff. Luckily, if you uh, don't want to do that, there's plenty of playthroughs online that you can watch and get all the tips and everything um, that will help you through all those sections if it's too difficult or too frustrating. And I did play some Pokemon Unite as well. Um, Not as far along as you guys. Uh, I actually haven't. I thought I was going to be something that I'd play uh, a lot. um, And I kind of keep forgetting about it, honestly. I I enjoy when I play, but I kind of forget about it. Um, and I've also, like I talked about last podcast, I keep finding myself in places away from, uh, internet signal. So we were on vacation. I was like camping in Yellowstone. So not to really any, any internet signal up there. So, uh, I didn't play any Pokemon unite when I was gone, but after I got back I played uh, a couple hours uh, of that as well. And, uh, of course, rocket league, um, still pretty much playing that almost, uh, except when traveling uh, almost on a daily basis as well. So that's what I've been playing. Um, <laughs> Jakester says, uh, it sounds like a game I would break my console over. You might, um, but it's not worth 29 cents to break your console. So, or $1.99 or whatever it is now. So uh, I wouldn't do it, but it's fun. If you want to check it out, uh, you could definitely uh, find my whole gameplay on, on my gaming channel as well. Uh, so Barry, Greg, you guys have a, uh, a little review of, of a game mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to be chatting about tonight. So I'm going to yep. switch, uh, switch the uh, cameras over to you guys and you can take it away. All right. So the game we're going to be talking about is a game called Trigger Witch. It came out July 29th of this year, so really recent. Uh, it was developed by Rainbite 
and published by East Asia Soft. Uh, there is a physical version that is available on PlayAsia.com. It is exclusive. And this game is one of those they showed off. I saw the trailer personally, and I was kind of like, eh, this could be fun. But I'm really curious to hear, Greg, what did you think of this game before I get into my thoughts? Actually, surprisingly, I was unsure what to expect Like when I was first going to request it. And then once I got into playing it, I had a phenomenal experience. Like I really enjoyed being like a witch that just had like a gun in her hand at all times and would just be using that to take down all these different monsters and enemies and stuff that you find roaming in the wild. Um, the story really had me driven to try to go see the goblins and stuff. And I'm actually pretty far into the game and really would like to complete it at some point, but it's, I've been having a blast and it's that perfect balance of like just challenging, but not like overwhelmingly challenging. So I really appreciate that. Like you can easily um, keep trying different areas if you die and just going back and redoing it and you're able to just continue on. So that's an awesome thing to have. Um, I know, I had a problem gathering the currency to buy the different upgrades. It's they just drop it like it's nothing. Like you're almost in like the Mushroom Kingdom. It's just <laughs> very plentiful. So I had a lot of fun destroying a number of the different bosses, and it's very creative how they even have like some on rail shooting portions where you're riding on a broomstick and stuff and taking down enemies in that way too. That was a really cool touch to see in a few different areas of the game. Yeah, um, this game took me 100% by surprise, and that's why I wanted to hear your thing first. Um, if you are a fan of twin-stick shooters, and more importantly, if you're a fan of 2D Zelda games, especially Link to the Past, uh, this game is right up your alley. It is, it is really Zelda with guns. Uh, there's dungeons, there's a giant overworld to explore, there's tons of secrets, upgrades a fun story, great characters. It kept me engaged <clears throat> to the point that I pretty much 100% completed it. I, I didn't get like all the trophies because some of it required you like level everything up and I didn't level everything up. But I got every hidden item. I beat every you know dungeon. I beat the game. I I upgraded most of the stuff. I I gained those like a, a bat familiar. I gained that. I, I maxed P, the whole nine yards. It's a really cool risk-rewarding system <clears throat> because you have, you know, you can you could expand your life, which I did all the way, but you also have healing potions. So instead of like, oh, I need to find hearts, which you won't, hearts won't drop. You can use a potion, and then your potion's empty, and the more enemies you kill, it fills back up. Which I thought was a great system because it really let you go out there and try and kill these enemies and and get your potions back up to heal to mix and match, uh, you know, like, do I play cautiously or do I just go go at it? Uh, the weapons were great. There's like nine different weapons, uh, plus your basic weapon, which is unlimited. Um, the other ones have limited ammo, but they replenish over time. So it's not like it's, oh, I need to go buy ammo. You don't have to worry about that. You can upgrade them. The game is about, I'm going to say I did about five, maybe five to six hours, uh, which is a good length. Uh, you know, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It, it the the dungeons themselves that you could see there's some 
kind of borrowing. There's like one dungeon with a bunch of flames and like they, they all get extinguished and you have to track down the flames, which is very reminiscent of like the forest temple in Ocarina of Time where, you know, the Poes take the flames. Uh, so I saw things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of, kind of interesting. This is clearly some inspiration. But the dungeons were creative. They, they weren't overly complex and they, I found them to be very fun. The overworld wasn't random. It's set in stone. The map system they have is very good. Uh, this is just, I mean, this gets to the top of my, my recommendation list of, of an indie title. Like, I, I did go into this not expecting to really fall in love with it. And I, I fell in love with this game. Yeah, I definitely you? share those same sentiments. Like, I'm thinking it's going to be like indie game of the year worthy if. At my, so far for me because this i've really enjoyed my time with this like it's so incredible that you have like the 360 aiming with the second joystick to hit the enemies and like they're they're constantly pursuing you so then you can like run around and try to dodge them from running into you and shooting their projectiles at you it's just such a blast just to like go through and it's I didn't quite beat the game yet, and I think I'm around that same time frame that you've played it, but I, I only have like a dungeon or two left before I finish up the game. Um, and I've just been using the standard weapon just because I don't like having to <laughs> wait for ammo, so I just find myself just using the standard one, which I upgraded 100% just because it's like, well, this is the one I'm kind of stuck with. So like, <laughs> that was I primarily focused on upgrading that one initially. So it's I had a lot of fun with it. It's very good and like you said the dungeon design is fantastic the soundtrack is excellent as well and it's got like that um link to the past like style graphics so it's definitely a fun game all around yeah yeah i did the same i used the standard weapon i upgraded it and then i switched to a couple other different ones like sometimes you have to like you have to use the flamethrower and and like the dungeon you get it like like the like, like Zelda, you know, you get the item in a dungeon, you use that item, you use to get the flamethrower, you need the flamethrower in that dungeon. But then you don't necessarily need it again. But if that's your favorite, you can pick and choose what which secondary weapons you want. And you get two secondaries plus your, your unlimited, which is cool. And uh, you can switch on the fly. Uh, just, just excellently done. Uh, there's, like I said, the currency to upgrade. There's a ton of things to upgrade. There's a ton of replay value. And uh, a ton to go for if you want 100%. Uh, you're talking about even going to the goblins. There's more after you go to the goblins. There's a whole other half of the map, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, I've, uh, I've already done like one of the dungeons there, and I was in process okay. of getting through the second a second one. So like, yeah, I did the so one you're, where you you're to, good like, there. Esc- I did the one with the escort mission, going throughout all the different bridges oh, and whatnot. That was the first. That one was a really too. creative one too. Yeah, I liked it. I like the story about what happens at the end of it, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But it's it's these the dungeons all have stories. They're not just we're in this dungeon for the sake of dungeon. There's a reason you're there. There's a story within the dungeon, and there's a story resolution after. And it's it's, it's so much praise I want to sing to this game. Um, but Greg, it's, recommend it's, yay or nay? Oh, 100 percent yay. <laughs> Easily worth it. I don't even have to tell you like whatever it's worth it's if you find it on sale even better but i at its current price it's definitely worth it for the amount of hours you can get in to sink into and learning this great gameplay i'm gonna echo that i'm not sure how much it costs uh now i mean i, I bought i bought the physical uh, and if the physical i think is still available if you're a physical collector i highly recommend getting that um but then i got the code uh, to to review and 
if you're not a physical guy, you don't care, you just get digital, whatever, whatever it is, it's worth it. Uh, if you like Zelda, 15. if you like 15, oh, 15, that's, that's well worth it. Well worth $15. Uh, if you like Zelda, if you like twin stick shooters, if that's the kind of thing that you really enjoy, uh, absolutely, hands down, you, after this podcast, download this game. You are not going to be disappointed. It is that good. Yes, 100% agreed with that. Cool, cool. I uh, made a small appearance in that on accident. Yeah, I saw that. I, I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> I was supposed to just I was yeah, waiting for yeah, Steve to you say, like, I was oh, like, I played this. Look, there I am. I was, I was expecting Steve to click the buy it now right there on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it does sound cool because I was just talking about the uh, twin stick shooters and the retrograde arena and like yeah. being eh. But uh, yeah, I, I think like as I was looking at it and hearing you guys talk about it, I think your your explanation of uh, a link to the past with guns uh, that that looks like it describes it pretty well. It is. It's yeah. Zelda. It's literally the whole yeah. thing. It plays like Zelda, but instead of a sword, you have guns. Yeah, especially like even like some of the the platform designs and stuff like that. You're like. Oh, that's yeah, totally Zelda. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. And even some uh, of the enemy types that you meet, like there's like the little slimes that can, they're from like Zelda 2, and there's like <laughs> hmm. little statues that will, sh- will shoot stuff, and there's the statues that come alive and kind of chase you, just like those other, like whatever those things are called hmm. in Zelda. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's a there's a huge influence there. So you could tell the developers were, were fans. And that's great because those are two genres you don't usually think of mixing together. Because twin stick shooters are usually like more roguelike or or you know, some like Smash TV, you know, where it's like room to room to room, just mastering enemies. And this is that with a story, with an overall, with with hidden secrets to find and it rewards your exploration and there's a lot to, to discover. Like there's a lot of hidden stuff. That's cool. That's cool. And it, it's it's not roguelike. No, not at all. Nice. It's the, every dungeon is, is is static. The world map is static. Um, everything. It is like I said. It's Zelda. It's no roguelike at all. Nice. Yeah. And it's also kind of like a link between worlds. You can kind of go to the first few dungeons, like whatever order that you want. And hmm. when you go to the goblin section, then you can do those order and whatever order that you want as well. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks guys, and uh, thanks to the. Uh, yeah, the the publishers there for supplying East us Asia some Soft. codes. East Asia Soft, of course, they just keep giving us more and more codes. So, thanks to East Asia <laughs> Soft for uh, supplying that and uh, giving us uh, giving at least Barry and Greg a chance to uh, check it out and talk about it on the on the podcast. Um, as we have been doing recently as well, we'll be going to put that up on our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, just that review, along with uh, Barry's upcoming review of uh, Sucker Succubus Four as well. So make sure you are subscribe to our YouTube channel to, uh, to hit those and so much more. Well, that rounds up our game discussion for this podcast, but uh, now it's time to move on to the news. And uh, there has been several big stories, some different stuff going on in the world of video games, uh, especially around Nintendo recently. Um, not like a ton of stories, but the stuff that happened has been pretty big. Uh, a little, little event called Gamescom happened uh last week uh was it last week week before last week before last um and uh yeah yeah. so there was a ton of games that were discussed for switch on there uh some of those games were 
old games that uh, have been out for other systems or things that we knew that were already announced at previous uh, events. Uh, and then some of them were brand new announced. Um, some of them were uh, additional DLC or whatever that came out for existing games as well. So there's a bunch of different games that were covered at Gamescom that uh, involved Switch. Uh, so we're going to go through that list pretty soon, discuss what uh, kind of stood out to us and everything. But I wanted to, before we jump into that uh, gigantic list of games and, and talk about individual games, uh, I'd love to just kind of hear what you guys' experience was with Gamescom. Did you get a chance to actually watch any of it or, um, or just kind of catch you know things afterward? If you did get a chance to watch any of it, participate in any of it, uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts about Gamescom this year? Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Um, I watched the opening. Uh, I wasn't planning on watching it. Uh, kind of forgot about it and was like, oh, it's starting soon. So I was like, ah, you know, Jakester was talking about it in our events group. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm not really going to watch it. What's going on? And I didn't realize it was just a pre-show because uh, I, I was busy. And I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I'll catch the last five minutes of the pre-show, whatever. My, I, my, my schedule opened up a bit. So I put it on and I was like, oh, Gamescom is starting. And like, you know three minutes i'm like wait this is just a pre-show what what's going on so then it started and it was like jeff Keeley's big presentation i'm like all right well all right, i can do this for an hour and i think it went on for like two hours like it was a big presentation and i was just like damn <laughs> like this is just going and going and going uh, and there was definitely some highlights from that but that was all i saw i didn't i didn't follow the show after I just, you know, I saw occasionally like you know news articles so and so was announced or where trailer was shown off but it was mainly just that opening two-hour show. Yeah, yeah. Greg, did you get a chance to uh, check any of it out? Sadly not. I kind of missed the memo that we had the event over the last few weeks, so I can try to go back and watch it. So I'm going to do my best to try to talk about which games I find interesting. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no worries there at all. I I intended to watch the opening show, and then uh, I don't even know what happened, but something happened. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, hmm, missed that. Um, and then the next few days go by and I go, oh, I didn't watch any of it live. Um, but the cool thing is that it's all available to watch afterwards. And I just kind of stayed tuned to uh, Gamescom website, um, which kept updating pretty regularly. And that's where uh, you can actually go to see all of the different games that were announced for Switch. Um, and you can actually... Uh, you can go to NintendoFuse.com. I will say I'll, just a little plug for our article on there. There's a couple games that I need to update it for uh, that are missing on that list. But if you're watching YouTube, I'm just going to kind of quickly scroll through this entire list. Uh, you'll just see it on there. It is a giant list of games that were shown off that included the Switch. Uh, and that's what we got on on uh, NintendoFuse.com. So if you want to go there, uh, just as a quick... Um, just reference point basically is why we created that list uh, just so you can see uh, each game that was announced uh, or discussed at the event and also just a little bit about uh, what the game is uh, is all about but you can also go to gamescom's website and they you, you can easily just sort them based on system based on all these different things and see uh, screenshots videos um, all that different stuff that is that is listed there and all the links to the uh, the places you can get the game or subscribe to 
the game, all those different things. So what we're going to do right now is I'm just going to quickly go through all of the the, the games uh, that were listed uh, or shown off for Switch. There were 67 of those games. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to describe them all. <laughs> so you can go to NintendoFuse.com to, uh, to get all those descriptions and everything. Um, but I'm just going to list them all for you guys that are uh, watching the, the video version. You'll see them scrolling on the screen, but uh, then you'll also be able to, uh, to hear me if you're on the audio version. You can just hear all the different games. And then we're going to talk about the ones that stood out to us. So uh, Apex Legends, Emergence, Asterix, and Obelisk slap them all. Battleship, Rumble Boxing, Creed Champions, Blockum, Cat Cafe Manager, Clue, or Clue Do, if you're uh, in other countries that call it Clue Do, Coromon, Chris Tails, Defend the Rook, Deluvian Winds, Doom Eternal, Endless Dungeon, Epic Chef, Wizard, sorry, Evil Wizard, Far Changing Tides, Fire Girl, Flynn, Son of Crimson, Ghost Runner, Grow, Song of the Evertree. Oh, gotta load them. Bear with me. Here we go. Horde Core, In the Sound, uh, sorry, In Sound Mind, Jumanji, The Curse Returns, Just Dance 2022, Kathy Rain, Director's Cut, King's Bounty 2, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Let's Sing 2022, 2022, Loop Mancer, Lost in Random, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Next Space Rebels, Oaken, I think that's how you pronounce that, maybe Oaken, I'm not really sure, One Lonely Outpost, Re-Legend, Rich Man 10, Roots of Pacha, Rustler, Sandwalkers, Saren Fate, Severed Steel, Source of Madness, Spirit of the Island, Squadron 51, Such Art, Genius Artist Simulator, Super Animal Royale, Terraformers, Terrabane, sorry, Terrorbane, Terror of Hemosaurus, The Game of Life 2, There Is No Light, Time Loader, Tools Up, To the Rescue, Tower Princess, Raw, or sorry, Townscaper. This one confuses me every time. If you're watching it on the screen, you know why, because I want to call it Raw Fury, but apparently that's the company that made it. Townscaper is the name of the game. Confuses me every time I look at the box art. Uh, Trifox, Tunchy, I think is how you pronounce that. Two Point Campus, Unpacking, Unsighted, Valfaris, Mechatarian, Worlds, World of Tanks, XEL, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel. So 67 games on that list. Uh, like I said, if you want to know more about all those games, you can either go to Gamescom's website or you can head to NintendoFuse.com and uh, see kind of just an explanation of all those games when they're coming out uh, and all that information. Barry, let's go to you first. Any of those games that really stood out to you that uh, you're going to be, uh, you already got plans to pick up, you've already pre-ordered, or uh, maybe just just uh, kind of interested you? 
Uh, yeah, so the first thing that really caught me there was uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, which, you know, when that was shown off during the opening, it was, what is this? This is really interesting. Apparently it's done by XCOM team, so it's going to be, you know, a strategy Marvel game, and it looks intriguing, brand new characters, uh, new designs for, for existing characters. Uh, I want to see more of it, but it definitely intrigues me. Uh, there was also a trailer, not mentioned here, but there was a trailer for Turtles, the Shredder's Revenge, showing April mm-hmm. O'Neil as playable. And that was just really cool to see because, you know, she was never playable in any of the games we grew up with. And now she's there. Uh, there was also a uh, trailer for Super uh, Monkey Ball, the uh, remake. And uh, they're, they're adding all these guest characters. And uh, they announced Morgana from Persona 5 is going to be there. And I'm like, all right, that's cool because I love Persona 5 now. And and I was like, that's really neat to see them bringing all these new characters uh, into the game. Uh, Terror of Hemisaurus is actually done by uh, a friend of mine, uh, Lauren Lemke, who did Super mm-hmm. Blood Hockey. Uh, so this looks really cool. Like If you've liked Rampage, I mean, I, I grew up with Rampage. Uh, it was one of my favorite games. So this looks like a spiritual successor. Uh, looks like a ton of fun, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but everything I've seen from him uh, just looks great, and I love Super Blood Hockey, so I'm going to definitely be giving that a shot. Uh, those were, like, the huge, huge ones, but, like, I haven't played Valfaris, but I heard a lot of people really liked it, so I'm guessing this is a sequel, uh, which is really cool uh, for those that have played it. Uh, it's one of those that, you know, I plan to eventually play. I think it's a Metroidvania. Uh, and, and I've always loved those. Marion Rabbit Sparks of Hope, I was already sold on, so um, didn't need to see that. Uh, Lost in Random, another game I'm actually really sold on um, because it just looks really intriguing, and it's weird to see from an EA game, you know, like this this is actually artistic, this isn't sports. Uh, so hopefully they don't muck that up, but it looks really cool. And uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, I know probably the number one game for Jakester in the chat, but... Uh, that looks like a ton of fun. And what's funny is we just did this big Star Wars marathon, my wife and I, because uh, she's seen stuff, but she didn't really get into it. So we did like the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that stuff that she had never seen before. And so she really got into it. So I showed her that and she's like, oh, this looks great now to me because now I understand the characters in the world uh, so much more. So uh, that's probably one that we'll we'll be picking up. And if we have the time, we'll we'll play it together. And the other one that, that did stand out to me was Far Changing Tides, which is a sequel. Uh, I had the first game. Uh, the physical came out from Game Fairy in Europe. But uh, I not, didn't know anything about it. This looks really cool. Like the whole post-apocalyptic world and, you know, trying to go off and, you know, do that adventure and, and almost like Wind Waker in a sense. Uh, looks like it could be really interesting. So I'm going to keep my eyes out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, was there uh, any any games that stood out to you? Yeah, I was kind of looking at into Flynn, Son of Crimson. That one looks like it's gonna be kind of fun. There, it's I think it's like a platformer one that was I was looking into. Um, Saren Fate looks like it's like an RPG and like a like action adventure game. So that's almost like a mixed take on um, whatever like the. RPG elements with like action adventure, like almost like a Zelda game with more RPG items. Um, and then obviously Mario vs. Rabbids has been on my list ever since finally playing on um, Kingdom Battle, <laughs> like a little bit with my daughter. So I definitely want to try to beat that one before the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. Nice, 
Nice. Um, yeah, uh, one of the games that that stood out to me was uh, Evil Wizard, and I just, I, it's one of those games that I don't know if I'm gonna actually uh, play or not, but it just seems so interesting, uh, like how they described it and everything. I want to look more into it. It's one of those games that, like, all right, you've intrigued me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm definitely gonna be looking into it. Even the description is is not a typical description for a game. It's just kind of one of those like, there's, there's this story going on, and like. Uh, yeah, it was marked, you know, an amazing victory for the forces of good, or was it really? And they're like, oh, okay. So it's like, it's, it's well-written even in the description of the game. So I'm like, okay, like you've got me. I'm going to look in more into you, uh, for sure. Uh, Far Changing Tides is also one of those games. Did Barry, did you play the, the previous game yet? No, I, I have it, but I just never played it. Yeah, it was one of those games, like, I, I remembered seeing the first one, and I was like, wait a second, was that game already? I was like, oh, this is a sequel. So, um, yeah, I'm, again, again, I'm like, atmospheric vehicle adventure, like, that sounds cool, post-apocalyptic world, sounds cool, it looks cool, uh, I love the the art design of it, so that's uh, that's one of those that, that I might be uh, checking out um, as well. Uh, Flynn, uh, Son of Crimson as well, um, does sound interesting as well, um, I think especially like anytime you can get some sort of adventure there that kind of draws me in. It's kind of a, another Zelda kind of adventure sort of thing. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be interested uh, for sure. Uh, Lego star Wars. I, I think, um, <laughs> I think the delays and what has like turned into like this, this huge thing around Lego star Wars Skywalker saga has gotten me more excited about the game. If that is, I don't know if that, that seems weird, but like normally I'm like, oh, it's just another Lego Star Wars. They're all great, but it's just like, oh, it's a collection. And every time they come out with new movies, they add more of those new games in the collection gets bigger and everything. But because this keeps like having more delays and there's more, it seems like there's more to it. All of a sudden I'm excited about this and I wasn't before. Um, and on top of that, Jakester's going crazy. He may not be able to be, you know, you guys might be not be able to convince me about Xenoblade, but, uh, you're, you're on the verge of convincing me that I should be really excited about this, this latest or possibly last uh, Lego <laughs> star Wars game. So, uh, have you seen the steel book? Yeah, but I don't have the money to afford That's that. Awesome especially it's now free. isn't it so selling out oh is it free now oh it's a where free did I order see bonus at best buy maybe is there like a yeah. bigger collection thing i thought there was something that like sold out right away like in no no it's a pre-order bonus at, at best buy you get the, the steel book that's the lego han solo frozen in carbonite and the whole steel book is the carbonite Oh, maybe I, I i was thinking of something else i don't know what i was thinking of but no i haven't seen that so uh yeah even more reason to get it. Um, <laughs> Marvel Midnight Suns is like, uh, uh, I don't like this genre, but it's Marvel and I'm a huge sucker for Marvel. And so I may in fact, possibly get a tactical RPG game. And it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, I may not actually like this game, but I'm really intrigued because it's Marvel and you slap Marvel on it. And it seems like a really cool story. And so, yeah, I'm very interested in it. I don't know. All right. Steve's intro into Fire Emblem. <laughs> with Marvel characters instead of I really, characters. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> There's a couple others. Uh, Source of Madness, um, just a, a side-scrolling, dark kind of it's it's a roguelike so that's that's the thing like i felt like there was a lot of roguelikes uh talked about and i'm i'm not a huge fan of them i i like i was really intrigued in the beginning like the idea of them and then the more i play i go i'm not sure if i really like them or not um but it's a side-scrolling dark kind of game and i'm like mm, maybe maybe i will get into it so we'll see um, Jake's just talking about they're trying slowly turning me over. We'll see. Uh, Terror Bane uh, is another one of those ones, very similar to Evil Wizard, that just seemed so interesting. I don't know if you guys got to look at it at all, but like this idea of that you're you're creating this perfect video game, but then you realize that it's actually like the animator is like making you ag against, like it's actually going against you in the end. So you're like play like making this game that's like the player is the unfortunate test subject of the game and so like it's just an, another really intriguing concept and so i'm going to look more into it for sure um i actually i'm surprised i had so many games that i was uh interested in uh time loader is is another one um just because it's story driven this physics platformer um physics-based uh, puzzle platformer. And uh, I've talked about that many times on the podcast that um, those kind of things always uh, will spark my interest. And the last game that um, that also sparks my interest uh, that I was really shocked by because it's been out forever is World of Tanks. And it's finally coming to Switch. And um, yeah, any tank kind of game, that's, uh, that's exciting. I'm hoping it's good for Switch. Uh, if I end up getting it, it's probably not going to be on Switch. It's probably going to be on another system. But uh, but I'm always intrigued by uh, World of Tanks. So have you guys played World of Tanks? Uh, it's been out for like 10 years, I think. So. No, I no. no. I've only played Battle Tanks. That was like a 3DO game or something that got defunct on the N64. <laughs> nice. They, uh, there they was have... a sequel to that. Oh, was there? There's a there's another tanks game that's already I think it's called World Tanks Blitz uh, is already out for Switch yeah. so I'm like it's interesting that they're now bringing over World of Tanks um, but uh, Kevin says tanks are fun I don't know if he means the game or just tanks in general um, I agree with both <laughs> both statements absolutely true um, tanks tanks are fun yeah <laughs> yeah Shell Shocked is like one of my favorite Mario Party games there you go we're in the nice. little, little shell tanks and you're trying to shoot the other guys. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw. Uh, Jakester reminded me in the chat uh, during the the opening, like show the two hour show. They were doing these little awards. Jeff passed it off to the woman, and she was doing like, oh, now for the best Xbox game at Gamescom, and they gave like three nominees, and then you know the winner is this, and then had that that you know developer talk about it. Well, they they did that with Switch, and every other company had three nominees, but Switch only had two nominees. It was Mario and Rabbids and Just Dance 2022. Two Ubisoft games were the only ones in this. And obviously Mario and Rabbids won. And it was like, who voted on this? Like, why were these the only two nominations? This just seems terribly thrown together last minute. Like, like I honestly, I wouldn't even want that award. Or, yay, Mario and Rabbids won against Just Dance 2022, another game in our own company, and that's all. That was the competition. Like that's not competition. That's that you might as well just be the only one there. Congratulations, you won against yourself. It was it was terrible. I had no idea why. That's too bad. It's like a, yeah, that's, a 
one they they made up themselves just to get the award. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Ubisoft wanted an award. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's the only way that. they'll beat the Nintendo published games is by <laughs> not including them. <laughs> Well, yeah. it was supposed to be best of show, like of, of Gamescom, and Nintendo wasn't there, so that's fine. But there's 67 games, uh, or, or you know, 65 other games because Just Dance and, and Mario and Rabbids were there. What about one of those? <laughs> I'm not saying Mario and Rabbids shouldn't have won. I'm just saying they should have at least been two other nominations, and they should have diversified it more Something than just had Ubisoft. to be better than Just Dance 2022. <laughs> absolutely maybe mario and rabbits probably deserves to be on that list but the only other game was just dance Mm-mm. <laughs> it's it's i don't know if you could like find it that clip it's just it's bad like why why are these the only ones every other game every other system gets three nominations and and switch just gets two yeah that's that's unfortunate so, yeah, Gamescom's always been one of those events that uh, kind of always happens every year. I think kind of similar to Tokyo Game Show. It's like it's so like it's a big show, but like I'm never as into it as I am E3 or maybe even other shows um, that that happen through the year. But they're they're huge shows. This, this is this is like <laughs> really really big, and it was all online. Everybody able to participate fully, pretty much, and and everything that happened this year. Um, and, uh, and yeah, for whatever reason, we just kind of like, uh, Gamescom happened. Cool. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why it is, but that's, that's kind of my attitude toward it each year. So, so if you're a huge fan of Gamescom, let us know in the chat or the, uh, the comments later, let us know what you guys thought, uh, which games stood out to you. And, uh, again, um, if you are looking for a, a list of all 67 of those games, you can check out NintendoFuse.com. Um, we have a link there also to take you right over to the Gamescom website, um, where you can dig into uh, any of those games further and, uh, find out more information about when they're coming out, um, more screenshots, videos, all that stuff as well. So let's move on to uh, to a rumor. Um, so this is not news. This is a rumor. Uh, we have, I actually, I think I made this uh, prediction back in January that uh, this would be the year that Game Boy games, uh, and specifically, I think I said Game Boy Advance, uh, was going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch online service. And uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about that happening. Uh, the Verge has an article Um saying that uh, this is an unusually strong rumor that uh, there are going to be very, very soon Nintendo Game Boy games and Game Boy Color titles that are going to be added to the Nintendo Switch Online service alongside NES and SNES, uh, which together there's over 100 games uh, out for that service right now. Each of those two different apps combined have over 100 games. Uh, their release schedule, as most of you probably know by now, has uh, diminished, <laughs> to say the least, uh, drastically from the very beginning. They were releasing games all the time, and now we get maybe like three games every three months. Um, but it does add up to over uh, 100 games now, and uh, that's, there's a strong, strong rumor, supposedly, that uh, they're going to be adding Game Boy and Game Boy Color at least to the Nintendo Switch uh, online service pretty soon. Uh, so what we went, I wanted to do was first get your guys' thoughts about this rumor, and then uh, then we can kind of speculate what Game Boy games would you like to see 
on the Nintendo uh, Switch online service if it does in fact happen. So let's talk about the rumor first. Barry, uh, do you think there's any uh, truth to this? Is it actually going to be happening? It's a rumor about Nintendo. That means anything is possible. Um, do I see it being a possibility? Yes. Uh, I think it's, I forget when Super Nintendo was added, but it feels like a substantial long amount of time ago. What worries me is what's the schedule going to be like if they do add another system or two systems in this case? Are they going to be like, oh, well, you waited four months, here's two games, and you better hope that one of them is on a system that you want to play. Uh, it just It just feels like they were doing a really good release schedule with the NES. And then when they added Super Nintendo, it's like, we can't process at the same speed we were going at releasing old ROMs, so we have to clearly slow this down. What? Why? Why do you have to slow it down? Why does it have to get worse? Like, you, you're Nintendo. You have money. You could easily hire X amount of people to get this going at a steady pace and make it every month. That's going to help your subscription rates. This is not hard. So now adding in another system, how, how is this going to slow down even further? And that's what worries me. However, I do think that they're at this stage where they probably feel they're running out of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, even though they clearly are not. Um, and they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, let's, uh, let's get another system in there. So it's possible. It wouldn't surprise me at this point. I mean, I, I figured it would go Game Boy... Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance before it did N64, but who knows? I yeah. want Virtual Boy. Give us Virtual Boy. It'd <laughs> be great. It'd be great. <laughs> Red and everything. Uh, you know, a little head strap. That you, 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 could, you could totally do it with a Labo. Sam. Yeah. Just there saying. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Is it going to be happening? I mean, there's usually like an inch of truth behind it, but that, like there could be a new system added, and like Barry was saying, it does seem like it would be a perfect fit because it almost seems like they're going in somewhat chronological order that they've released the system. So um, the Wii U was able to play Game Boy games, so why can't the Switch? So, I mean, I would think that those are the games that are probably closer to the top of the list to make it over. So I, <laughs> if that was the case, but, I mean, you never know. I mean, I don't know why they have to drip feed these over, like, three months' time just for, like, a small handful of games. The Wii was cranking them out like five a week for like years, like, and it was like a good mix of like SNES, NES, and N64, like all like intermixed, like five plus titles every single week. And then here we are today when we're getting like two or three titles and it's like once a, like once every three months that we're down to before it was like once a month or twice a month. And now we're like going every three months. So <laughs> Is the There's Switch successor? Are we gonna get them like, get them like half a year? <laughs> the the Wii when they released them on the Wii though, you had to buy them individually. Here they're part of the subscription service. So if you're already subscribed, not getting any extra money. So why should they put in any extra effort? Yeah, but they are earning the extra money from the extra subscriptions. So I mean, if they want like people to keep re-upping their service, then like, add Earthbound, add. More games like <laughs> these are the games that people My want. They don't want like soccer '96 or baseball '85. <laughs> I mean, like those are the kinds of games people are looking for. <laughs> uh, I, I think the reason for some of those is plans. Um, if you look at the NES, SNES, 
there are no games released on those that are also part of compilations on the Switch, as far as I'm aware. Like, the Mega Man games are missing from the NES and the SNES. Those are huge for the, both systems. But there's a legacy collection. So that's how you play them. So the fact that Earthbound is still missing makes me believe and hope that we will get an Earthbound collection, which will put it there. Um, that's my way of thinking about it. Even, even Mario, you know, they had the Mario's 35th anniversary and they did the 3D All-Stars, and then they released the digitally, you know, the Mario All-Stars on, on the, uh, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo app um, because it wasn't part of that collection. If it was part of that collection, it wouldn't have been included there. So I think yeah, that's where they're skating around it. Yeah, I mean, I do understand that perspective. And a lot of the ones also on the service are also published by Nintendo. It's not like like Mega Man's from Capcom. So it's like beyond Capcom if they wanted like the part of the service or maybe they need to pay some sort of fee to Nintendo to have it on there. And obviously, if they are just making money with people buying them outright, then I'm sure they would prefer that method over get like trying to pay more money to have them add to the service. So, I mean, there's still many games that are not on the service and it's just thinks that they just are so slowly drip fed to us and not more enticing to buy. I mean, they put all that effort into earthbound beginnings on Wii U and then we don't have that one. Um, it was awesome that they localized fire emblem and a number of people thought it was going to be on the service. And then you only got to buy it for like a month. It doesn't really make any sense. I can't even buy it anymore. It's gone. They, they burned the ROM. Yeah. Nintendo is, is Nintendo. That's all I can say. It's weird, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so in preparation for this, I, I pulled out my Game Boy. Um, and uh, fun, fun little story. I got two stories about my Game Boy uh, before we jump into this. Um, I, for the longest time, I actually just replaced this today, um, but I had this on the top screen of my Game Boy instead of the uh, the, the regular game, like the gray thing. It's like a sports thing that I got probably when I was like eight years old, nine years old or whatever that I thought was really, really cool. And you like just put it right over the top and it looked like that for a long time. And I finally just uh, put the original one back on there uh, today. <laughs> So it's been on there for years. I'm like hoping the glue still holds it together. Um, but uh, it's also got a, a piece of Velcro or um, I don't think it's officially branded Velcro, but you know what I mean? Um, on the back, because I had one of those um, contraptions that you attach to the Game Boy to give you like the bigger screen and the speakers out to the side and all that stuff. And it was ridiculous. I think I still have it somewhere. Um, the second story I want to tell you is that uh, I inadvertently accidentally lied on a previous podcast about Final Fantasy Adventure. Um, I thought that was the game that I got without a label. Nope. I have a full label on that game. As you can see right now, that is a, I don't know what game it was. I do not have it anymore in my collection. Whatever the game was that didn't have the label, apparently it is not Final Fantasy Adventure because that one is right here with the full label on it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> just a, just an update on my last uh, story. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so sorry, just looking at the uh, the chat and they're talking about the uh, the love of uh, Virtual Boy and, and Barry's eyes. Um, speaking of which. <laughs> Just just another completely random thing. If you guys do play Rocket League or uh, buy anything on the Epic Store, um, 
my creator code is virtual boy on there. So uh, you should use that and give me a little kickback. Uh, anyhow, um, apart from that plug, uh, <laughs> um, that was inspired by Barry. Also, I was surprised that it wasn't available or that it was available for people to get. So I took it. Um, <laughs> and it's my, my, uh, my PlayStation and my Xbox uh, um, gamer tag is virtual boy. Pokemon Unite was- as well. And, and Pokemon as well. Yep. Virtual Boy and then Virtual Boy 64. Uh, I think I'm Virtual Boy 1 on uh, on PlayStation because 64 was already taken and by itself was already taken. So whatever. But anyway, <laughs> apart from all those random rants and stories and everything, uh, what do you, what, if, if Game Boy does come, Game Boy, Game Boy Color uh, does come, uh, best lie Steve has told Barry in a long while. What What is that lie? I don't know what he's talking about. I'm oh, the, about the cartridge with the root label. Fire. That was that was totally an accident. Uh, <laughs> I really thought that was the game. So, what do you guys hope to see if Game Boy Game Boy Color comes to the Nintendo Switch Online? Uh, what games are you you really hoping to uh, to see on there, Greg? I'm going to reverse it here and go to you first this time. Well, I think it. I sh- Obvious shoe-in would be Super Mario Land and Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. I don't see why that those couldn't be there. I think they're on whatever 3DS and Wii U, so it couldn't be that much effort to redo them again. And obviously Mario's adventures are across all the different uh, existing systems already. So I think... Those two would be a fair one to start off with. I don't know if you want me to go through more games or if we're going to keep going around the horn. Or Yeah, we can we can just go with a couple there and then uh, go to Barry and then kind of bounce back, or, back around. And yeah, if we eventually uh, say yours, there's, I'm just kind of showing off the ones I have already. Uh, it's fun to actually go through my Game Boy collection. Um, so yeah, Barry, what's a couple that come to your mind first? Um, well, obviously the Nintendo stuff. I mean, Mario, Zelda's, Metroid. You know that that goes without saying, but going more outside, um, I'd love to see the five Mega Man games from Game Boy and and Extreme One and Two for Game Boy Color. But at the same time, I also don't want to see them because back in the day when the Mega Man Anniversary Collection uh, came out on the GameCube and the Xbox and the PS2, there was another game supposed to be coming out called Mega Man Mania for the Game Boy Advance which is going to be a collection of the five Game Boy games because those have never been ported anywhere. And then that game got canceled. So it never came out. So those games still are Game Boy original games, and Mega Man 4 and 5 specifically are very expensive for the carts. So, I I mean, they might be in the Wii Virtual Console for all I know. I, I really forgot a lot about that, but I'd like to see a collection of them colorize them, give them like special features because they've been doing all these legacy collections for Mega Man. Um, if they're not going to do that, absolutely put them on the list. Absolutely put them there. But I, I, I would rather see a, a legacy collection for them. Uh, for those that have never played them, like Mega Man 5 is a unique game. Like it's, they're all unique games, but like there's unique Robot Masters the whole way through. It's, it's awesome. Uh, if I had to pick one game, it's actually on the 3DS version of the Virtual Console, which is Gargoyle's Quest. And if possible, the Gargoyle's Quest 2 Game Boy version, which did come out in Japan, I believe, but never came out here and is different than the NES version. Uh, I'd love to see those come here. Nice. Nice. Um, 
one of the things that I have another uh, illustration here is uh, Pokemon. Um, I think it'd be great to have the original um, blue, red, and possibly yellow, or maybe maybe they give us green and red um, as well. Because they, a lot of times they do give us the you know the the Japan, Japanese green. versions and all that stuff. Well, they have like the the remakes of them and everything. Like that's, no, that that blue blue is green. Well, yeah, I know. But like, what if they gave us like a Japanese version of the green, you know, like they do on some of those things They like they do the Japanese versions of the games or like previously unreleased. You mean what if they America gave us the original blue that was terrible? Could do that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be cool to, to have uh, those on there. Um, the other games that, that come to my mind, um, games that I really enjoyed. And here's the, here's the thing that I was I was thinking as I was looking over lists of Game Boy games that a lot of the games that I really enjoyed weren't necessarily exclusive to Game Boy. They were just the Game Boy version of the NES game or the SNES game or something like that. So like I really enjoyed playing Yoshi a lot, like the puzzle game uh, Yoshi, but it was on other systems. Um, but I, my version that I played was was on Game Boy. So that'd be cool. But honestly, if they're going to bring out a version of Yoshi, I'd rather have that on NES rather than than the Game Boy version because I like the color better. So like it was it's been hard for me to think through a bunch of games that were just Game Boy versions. Um but but I, I want to add as well um Super Mario Land 3 was uh the Wario like focused game um was a game that I think a lot of people probably didn't play. Um but Wario kind of like entered into the scene in Super Mario Land 2, but uh Super Mario Land 3 is just all about him. And so that was that was a fun game that you can't play, uh, I think, on anything else except for Game Boy. So, um, so yeah, games like that would definitely be interesting for me as well. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the the Donkey Kong uh, Country games on Game Boy as well. They were different. Donkey Kong Land, yeah. So Donkey Kong Country was on N sixty or SNES, and Donkey Kong Land was on. Um, kind of following the Super Mario stuff as well, uh, was on Game Boy. And I enjoyed those games as well. They're they're different. Um, it wasn't like they just, you know, ported over the game. So I think uh, those games would be fun as well. Um, Greg, any other games pop out to you? Well, I was going to head to Donkey Kong uh, Land, but you just hit that one. <laughs> um, I, I would think a lot of people wouldn't argue against the original Tetris. I think Tetris really came rose to fame on game boy even though it is also on the nes but i think tetris is a lot more associated with uh, the game boy than anything else so that one i would think would be a good one to have um i don't know what your guys's thoughts are but do you think they would want to put like Samus returns and links awakening on there since there's already more modernized versions of both of those games or do you think they would yeah. kind of pass to yeah yeah why not there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that could draw people away from buying the Switch version or the 3DS version of uh, Samus they Returns. They don't care but... about 3DS sales anymore. They've moved past that. And and honestly, I think a lot of people have nostalgia for the original Link's Awakening or DX. And those same people will most likely play it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously those, um, even like the kid, the second Kid Icarus game would be a good one to have. I don't think hmm. I've got a chance to really play through that one. Yeah. That's a cool. U.S. exclusive game, too. That never mm. came out in Japan. Yeah, I could definitely see something like that happening, for sure. Because they could easily kind of do the reverse of 
uh, what we talked about with uh with Pokemon has kind of released that like, Oh, Japanese, you know, audience gets a, an exclusive game that they never got a chance to play before or whatever. So that's cool. There's so many, there's so many of those, like you said, there's so many versions like Game Boy versions of games. Uh, some of them are different and some of them are, you know, unique and some of them are just downright terrible. Uh, so I, I kinda, if they bring any of the terrible ones, I would hope they like fix it. But at the same time, I wish you could play like, the original version, like I'd love to see Mortal Kombat come over because the first Mortal Kombat on Game Boy is downright terrible. And it's not because it's Game Boy because Mortal Kombat 2 on Game Boy is phenomenal. Like it is an amazing, probably maybe the best fighter on the system. But Mortal Kombat 1 is hot garbage. So I'd love to see them fix it and at the same time allow you to play the hot garbage version. So you could just be like, wow, this game really was, how did they mess this up that badly? Um, Because they did. And it is something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know games that I, I thought about, because the, the rumor supposedly is Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And um, and I thought about some of those games that were Game Boy uh, Player Enhanced. So I don't know if you guys ever played uh, Space Invaders on there, but mm-hmm. I loved playing it on my Super Game Boy. Um, because like you got the, the full on cabinet, like on your TV and it was really cool and you could change between all these different, it was like a, a completely different game when you plugged it into your super game boy. And so if they do bring it over, like, it'd be really cool if we got that version of it and got to change between all the different cabinets and stuff like that. I mean, space invaders has been released on like tons of different systems nowadays, but I really like that, uh, that super game boy and enhanced or game boy color enhanced, uh, game as well. Um, I didn't have a game boy color, so I actually don't know any of those games that were like exclusive to game boy color. Um, I think like it'd be fun. I know there was the Pokemon games and, and certain, uh, the 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 Oracle Oracle games games were game boy colors. Yeah. I like, I played a little bit of those like on a re-release later, but I never actually played them on, uh, on game boy color because i didn't have i didn't have one um yeah i'm just also going to throw up uh kind of just to help us continue through the discussion um i found uh the wikipedia article that has like the top selling uh game boy and game boy color games on here so just let it be kind of fun to just throw on the screen just to see uh kind of help us kind of jog our memory maybe there's certain games we forgot about or anything like that so um i'm just going to kind of scroll through those um but yeah any any other games that come to your mind that you would like yeah be great to have them back on uh on nintendo system and to to have them free to just play uh whenever we want um on the switch online service would be fantastic so yeah, any other games? Personally, you I'd, I'd love to see the Kirby games. I mean, Game Boy was Kirby's birthplace, and especially uh, in addition to Dreamland One and Two, which have been brought over, uh, Kirby had a lot of spinoffs. That Black Ball had Pinball Land, and most importantly to me, Star Stacker, which were exclusive to the Game Boy. And while like the Super Nintendo got a Super Star Stacker in Japan, uh, I loved Star Stacker. I played the hell out of that. That was such a good game, and. Uh, uh, you know, if you like puzzle games, it's great. And I'd love to see that. And like Black Ball was like Arkanoid or Breakout, but you had paddles on all four sides and you had to destroy everything in the center. And just Kirby power-ups, really inventive. I'd love to see that as come over. And uh, again, it's it's Nintendo, but the Game & Watch Gallery games. Uh, you know, the first three were Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And those are fantastic if you've never played them. Mm, that's true. That's true. Greg, anything else? Yeah, I was 
pretty much just echoing what Barry was saying like with the Kirby games. I mean, Super Mario Bros. Deluxe was a pretty cool kind of game that they redid, like the original version that I had a lot of fun with. I remember playing that one. Um, I don't see a whole lot of other stuff that Barry already didn't cover. So, I mean, a lot of these are ones we've already mentioned. So, I mean, yeah. we're... I obviously have a nice list of like 50 some games and they're like, Oh, here's 10. <laughs> like, right. Or here's three actually. Yeah. <laughs> three. Uh, I see dragon quest monsters up there. Uh, Jaster was just asking about it. Uh, I don't know if you guys played that, but that came out after Pokemon and I loved Pokemon. And then when that came out, I was like, Ooh, this is awesome because it added things like breeding and stuff before Pokemon actually added breeding. And it was just a ton of fun. And uh, really well done with with Dragon Quest monsters, you know, as opposed to Pokemon. And I never played the sequel, but it'd be great to get both of those on there. Uh, really well done games. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a game that's actually uh, it's number fifty in the list. It just popped up there. Um, a game that I played the heck out of it on Game Boy was Quicks. Like I was like addicted to oh, that I game for it. a long time. Like played it so much. Like it was probably. Compared to like Tetris was definitely the game that I played the most on my Game Boy, but Quicks is probably number two. Uh, and if you're unfamiliar with Quicks, it's, it's a really simple like puzzle game. I guess you would call it puzzle game. Um, but uh, yeah, you try to get 50% of the, the screen blocked off by, you know, just drawing through the middle of the screen and don't get hit by the enemy. Um, it's kind of the basic idea of it, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um for sure. Yeah. Seeing a lot of the, the games that you're talking about, the game and watch gallery would be really great to, to see those, those come out as well. Um, Bugs Bunny, crazy castle one, two, that'd be really interesting to see those. There's four know. of them, I believe. There's actually four. Okay. I, I only knew about like so. the first one or two actually. Um, how about the original uh, waiver? Played... <laughs> mm, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Cause I, you think I think the super Nintendo one, but that'd be kind of cool. You mean 64. Wave Race was never on Super Nintendo. That's true. For some reason, the world of 64 and, and Super Nintendo sometimes mess with me. I think because like they enhanced the graphics so much in the uh, SNES in the end, and it kind of just melded right into the 64, so I kind of get confused about which games on which system. Because it, it was a launch game for 64, wasn't it? Or it came it right was after. a launch window game. Launch window, yeah. Yeah, right there's only two launch games for 64. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about that. That's crazy. So, but yeah, the the Game Boy. Uh, what I really want is uh, honestly, I want I want Game Boy Advance to come, and I want them to uh, to bring over all the the e-reader stuff because my e-reader is broken. I found it when I was looking for my Game Boy stuff, and it's it does not long, longer uh, read cards. I probably should just buy another one, but it's also like, eh, is it really worth it or not? Um, but I have all these cards that I can't do anything with on my Game Boy Advance. Um, but uh, maybe they should bring all the all the e-reader stuff over to uh, to Switch Online. That'd be great. <laughs> just bring the entire Game Boy line, Game Boy there you go. Color, Game Boy, <laughs> bring it Game all. Boy Advance. You know, I wonder, like, would would people just like if you did just bring like a huge collection? Uh, like maybe it's a enhanced like not that I want to pay like a bunch of money um, for switch online services and everything like that but I wonder if there could there be different tiers that you could pull in like you know like you get the top 20 games for 
NES, SNES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, all those different games, you know, for your basic costs. But if you want the entire library, it bumps it up to like 50 or whatever dollars a year instead of $20 a year. And then we give you everything else. Would you guys be interested in something like that if they if it offered kind of a tiered approach to their online service? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Heck no. Um, see, I say I mean, yes. yes. Because the main thing, I was going to put a caveat on mine because um, if they're increasing like the playability of like Smash Brothers Online and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and other games like that, then I think the tiered system would be a better situation. If we're just talking about paying an extra $30 just to get more of the catalog, I don't see that as a very viable option. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Um, I definitely have to improve internet stability, but if they a increase the amount of games and or systems available, and b and very importantly b increase the rate at which they add new games, then yes, I do see a tier system working thirty, forty, fifty dollars, uh, because again, it's by year. So if it was like here's the fifty dollar tier, you're getting the the best you know online for play but there's even a caveat with that like greg mentioned smash so what if you're paying 50 dollars a year for smash and you're like oh i'm gonna have the best experience now you're playing against somebody who's only on the 20 dollar tier fighting games online will always go to the worst person's internet that's just how it works so everybody's on equal fitting so you're paying the 50 dollars and you're going to be playing on the 20 dollar internet service yeah. fee because that's going to be the way it works. Well, I, so <laughs> it's going to yeah, suck. Is it really worth it? Yeah. Yeah. If all you're getting is a better list of games to play. And I think that's, what's interesting to me. So like, like Xbox has that where you have your, um, your live or whatever they call it now, which is your basic online fee to, to play games online. But then you also have, um, your library of games that's like a monthly or you can pay yearly, I think, as well. But it's mostly a monthly kind of thing, like a Netflix of of old Xbox games that they go back to the original system, the 360 and modern systems as well. Um, could you see Nintendo doing something like that in the future to kind of branch that out to go, OK, $20 a year gets you online play and some access to like online exclusive kind of things? But then if you want access to our library, that's a $20 per month fee that will get you all these different old games, maybe some new ones as well that you could do similar to what Xbox does or something like that. See, though, that, I would be for that. I would be definitely for that kind of model, though, because like just having more of their library available is always a better thing to me because then they're not just continuously re-releasing these same games across all their new systems that they keep coming out with. I can see that being really cool, like a Game Pass, especially for older Nintendo games, older systems. It has to be a good good library, bigger than you know what it is now. Um, but Nintendo's not going to do that. Nintendo's not going to do Why? Because that would be smart. <laughs> because that would be what would be expected. <laughs> that would be copying what Microsoft's already doing. Nintendo doesn't copy. Nintendo does their own thing. So, no. No, it's not <laughs> going to happen. Let me eat my words on that. It's not going to happen. Because Nintendo would would make money 
<laughs> Nintendo would would make a killing, and that's why they wouldn't do it. <laughs> because it would it just makes too much Nintendo sense. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it just makes too much sense. Could you imagine a Game Pass with uh, every Nintendo first party, NES, SNES, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, N64, Virtual Boy, GameCube, Wii, uh, you know, and even Wii U, uh, and DS, 3DS, do the whole nine yards, and then a bunch of third party stuff for you know, you know. 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, get access to all that. That would be incredible. They don't even need, like, like Xbox's Game Pass also has brand new games on there. That's their biggest selling point. Not their oldest stuff, the big, the new stuff. Nintendo wouldn't even need to put Twitch games day one on there. They could, they could just stop it at the Wii U. It doesn't matter. Even if they didn't include the Wii U, the Wii, it, yeah. would, it would be great. People would go after it. Yeah. Yeah. I think my big thing would be what the price point would be. And, and of course the library, like the library would have to be there, but the price point would have to oh, be yeah. like, I don't know if I pay 20 bucks a month, but like $5 a month. Okay. Maybe. But, but like, I think the reason that like, I don't get Xbox game pass, like I get some free trials for it every once in a while and I cash them in, but I don't actually pay that on a regular basis because it is too much for me. Um, but but if it was like five bucks a month to get access to that, that's still, that adds up like doing like quick math. Oh yeah. It's like 60 bucks a year. a year is like, that's, that's quite a bit more than the $20 a year they're getting from me right now for online. So if they jump that up to now they're getting $20 a month for online and $60 to so the equivalent of $80 a month, not even accounting for all the family ones that, that cost more than $20 a month. So like they're getting a considerable amount of money yeah, more. Yeah for for all that so like maybe they could bump up and make their online service better and put more games on there and everything i think if they did something like that i'd be interested for sure but probably not gonna happen like well here's here's the thing there's so many games that come out i mean we just talked about games we talked about 67 games let's say those were the only 67 games that came out in the year you would probably not have enough time to beat those 67 games in that one year now, that's just Gamescom. There's tons of games that come out. How many times do you find yourself booting up just the NES and the SNES app to sit and play? And there's great games. There's fantastic games on the app already. But it's either A, games we've already played, or B, we don't have time because there's other games coming out, other new games, or just life in general. There's so many, you know, things vying for our attention. Would it be worthwhile? Would you put it to use? And, and that's the question. If mm -hmm. It could be the greatest deal in the world. If you're not using it, you're just giving money away. You're, you might as well just be flushing it down the toilet. Absolutely. So yeah. that, that really depends on a person-by-person -person basis. Yep. Yep. Well, let's move on because uh, we got a couple other uh, headlines to cover. Um, before we jump into those headlines, uh, we don't have a ton of time to discuss this uh, right now. Um, but Barry, I want to give you a chance to just kind of at least... Uh, give us a, a rundown of all the craziness that has been happening around the, uh, the, the physical retro gaming world, um, especially around, uh, <laughs> yeah, all the, all the stuff that's happened recently. We, we talked about it a few episodes ago, how, uh, what game was it? Was it the original, uh, Super Mario brothers that kind of sold for like, was it $2 million? I don't know, whatever crazy thing it yeah. was. Um, but that it didn't stop there. It's it's on, still ongoing and getting crazier. And uh, now the the regular 
regular media, apart from video game media, is now talking about and covering it. So give us a brief rundown, as, as brief as you can be, because I know it's a big story here. Um, so at least we kind of let let our listeners know and uh, and everybody else out there know if you haven't heard about what's going on in this world. Because like you said, it definitely uh, does directly connect to Nintendo. Yeah, so uh, if you have been living under a rock and you haven't heard about this, there's a quite a big scandal and, uh, and allegations going on. And this all started with a YouTube video um, that brought a lot of this to light by uh, Carl Jopes. Um, this is stuff we've talked about before. This is stuff that I specifically talked about on this podcast after there was the episode of Pawn Stars with... Uh, where they had this sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers, and they were like, oh, it's worth a million dollars. And I said, this is all a sham. This whole thing is a sham. It was a couple of years ago. And now it's being proven that it is a sham. And what's going on is this all started with that copy of Super Mario Brothers, which sold for $100,000, made headlines. Oh, my God, $100,000. And the reason it did is it was bought by a group of people, including, I believe, like the, the guy who heads... Wada was part of that group. The guy who had Heritage Auction was part of that group and and a, a few others. And now, and people with ties to those companies, what they're doing is they did publicity. We want to pawn stars. Well, let's call in the experts, as they say. Well, we're going to call in Wada grade, uh, Games because they're the experts. Well, they're talking about the game they graded and they own. Oh, yeah, it's worth a million dollars. So now they're looking to up it and they're they're increasing the value of the games they own. So now they're started to do this more and more. Now, there was a dentist, and I remember when this article came out, and I, I only like threw a, you know, a controller that I had in my hand as I was reading it. Like, what the hell is this? This is BS. Because this dentist who is an avid video game collector who, who spent over a million dollars on sealed video games, which it wasn't even his money. It was like a group of people, d- doesn't collect video games at all. No one's heard of him because all he's doing is he's buying this for the speculation to bring it up. But it all ties in with the owners of WADA, the owners of Heritage Auction, and owners of like some game stores. And it's, it's all manipulating the market. They're going out there and saying these games are going up, 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 up while they own them and then selling them at higher value. They're shill bidding at higher value. They're pushing it to extreme lengths. Extreme. If you want a copy of stadium events, you're going to pay a lot. There's a reason you pay a lot because there's few out there. You want a copy of Super Mario Brothers? That that's super common. Mario 64. There's probably you know a bunch of sealed Mario 64s. Uh, and this uh, some of this started coming to light with uh, Spider-Man on the Atari. Uh, you know someone's on uh, doing this sold uh, through Heritage Auction like Spider-Man on the 2600 for like 800 something thousand dollars. Oh, it's Spider-Man. It's sealed. This is rare. And suddenly, like, 30, 40, 50 sealed Spider-Man graded by WADA started to appear. And the last one, I think, sold for, like, 800-something dollars or something like that. Like, a huge drop in price because these things aren't rare. And they're just manipulating the market. They don't care. They just want to make more money. The rich get richer. And unfortunately, that's helping the price overall rise because people will see, oh, you know, we talked about it. Oh, this Super Mario Brothers sold for a million dollars or two million dollars. That means my copy must be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, your copy's not. This is all unethical. This is all a scam. This is all people who have great their their hands are in every part of the pot and they're manipulating. And this is this is to the verge of illegal. 
they did the whole Carolina collection where they bought a collection. They marketed it as a special collection. So therefore, this copy of, of Legend of Zelda came from the Carolina collection, makes it more valuable than every other version. Why? Because it came from one person's collection? That's stupid. But now you're buying for this Carolina collection name that they fabricated. They literally, it's so stupid. And peop, people are buying, and now people are listing on eBay and other places, ridiculous value of these games. And they're all graded by WADA. So they, 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 it's, what does it mean? You know, a, a video game grade is also an opinion. So if you say, this game is perfect, I'm going to take this game and send it in, and the person gives you a 9.2, and you don't like that grade, you can smash it open and resubmit it. And they might say, oh, yeah, it's a 9.6. Okay, well, now I've got a 9.6. Now I could sell it for a million extra dollars. Hmm. Why was that a 9.2 and now a 9.6? Because two different people graded it. What's the scale? And a lot of this would be solved with population reports. Mm -hmm. Population reports are pretty much, here's how many of everything we've graded. You want to know how many Atari Spider-Mans we've graded? Here's how many. If you're going to spend this money, you want to make sure you're buying a one-of-a-kind or a two-of-a-kind item, not, oh, yeah, we've graded 500 of them. Oh, okay, well, then it's nowhere near worth it because it's, there's 500 of them out there. It's clearly plenty. Oh, this is the only one we graded. That, that changes things. They won't release those population reports because it would clearly tank the value on so many games. They want to manipulate that market. And it, they're, they're, of course, damage control right now, but this is... This is, like you said, mainstream media has picked this up. This is snowballing, and we have not seen the end of this. But this is ridiculous, and the rich are just not only getting money off of Nintendo products, but it's unethical, and it, it puts a shame on gaming as a whole. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to talk more about that or learn more about it, uh, I'm just going to say head to our Discord. Uh, also, if you want to throw your thoughts in the chat or uh, in the, the comments down below, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are as well. Um, I think I, I probably speak for Greg as well. Yeah, my our thoughts are are equal to and, and the same as as, as uh, Barry's. Like, it's really unfortunate that this is happening. Um, and, uh, you know, do what you can, I guess. Uh, it's kind of limited. Uh, Barry, is there anything, I guess that would be my question for you, because I know you're so much more into this than, than we are. Um, is there anything we, as the general gaming public, can really do? do beyond not buying into you know their their ebay sales and things like that like is there anything else that we can do at this point um i really say that's about it unless you you know you can get any statements from them but i mean like the the people with the investigative journalism they're they've got the ball rolling you know this is going to get to the proper authorities uh, a lot of people you know if you have a water graded game was it me it's worthless now like no one, no one's gonna look. No one serious is gonna look at WADA and go, "Oh, that's worth money now." Um, you know, VGA, fine. The Video Game Authority, you know, they've they've been grading for years, and they never did this because they were more legit. I mean, you're not supposed to be grading your own games, and that's a problem. That's like that's supposedly in the rules, but they're doing it anyway because there's there's a conflict of interest that that goes with anything. Now, you can't buy stocks in your own company because there's a conflict of interest. You know, like. You don't want to do this. It's you know, insider trading is illegal. So, there, all you could do is really not, like you said, not purchase. But I, I, you know, if one of our listeners has a spare million dollars, I don't think they're going to drop it on a, a Mario game. Uh, maybe they will, but <laughs> but don't buy it. 
let let that tank. Uh, if you're going to spend that much money on a video game, make sure it's something truly rare, <laughs> something sure. one of a kind, two of a or kind. Or you can buy one of my copies. Um, I got like three in the basement. <laughs> I'll easily let it go for a million dollars. Just saying. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> I'll let it go uh, for you know, <laughs> five hundred thousand. <laughs> I'll give oh, you a deal. Fifty percent off. You know. <laughs> Video games, you know, as collectibles, they've gone up uh, the, due to COVID, especially in the, in the past year or two years, games have risen and, and there's some insane prices on some games. Uh, but it's a lot of times it's the rare games that are going up. You know, the common sports games aren't going up. The, the, even the common games that is plentiful of, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks on the Wii isn't going up, <clears throat> but the rare games are going up. And there's a reason for that because they're legit rare. You know, stadium events is going up, but that's a legit rare and there's a reason for it. NBA Elite 11 is going up because of that. If you're going to go for anything common, don't spend that kind of money. Mm. And and just think a lot, a lot of times you're paying for that plastic, that seal. That's what you're doing. If it wasn't for that, it would be a, a CIB copy. You know, it would be... The, the value would drop so much. Are you going to put that much stake in that a plastic, thin plastic that that's wrapping around the game meant to be ripped open? Mm. It's it's not. If don't if you're getting into this for investments, don't 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 get into it for the love of the game. You want to buy a sealed copy of Zelda because Zelda is your favorite I, you know franchise of all time. I get that. Fine. You want to own it. That's cool. That's your your thing. But think about how much you're going to spend. How much mm. is that really truly worth? And, and how rare is it really, truly? Yeah. Well, let's move on to some headlines, uh, some quick stories that we want to make sure that you guys know about uh, before we before we kind of move into our last section of the, this episode. Um, and uh, Barry, you get the first one. Tell us about uh, what's happening sure. uh, pretty soon in the world of THQ. Sure. So, uh, you know, Nintendo started with these Nintendo Directs. And slowly but surely, other companies started to follow, and now it seems it's THQ Nordic's time. Uh, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary, that is, you know, of, of Nordic, uh, eventually, you know, buying THQ afterwards. And they're throwing a digital party. So it's going to be the first official THQ Nordic digital showcase event. It's going to be happening September 17th, so in 10 days. And that is happening at 12 p.m. Pacific or 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be YouTube, Twitch, stream. Uh, so who knows what we're going to show off, but uh, hopefully we see some cool Nintendo stuff there. Nice. Kind of following on our Gamescom coverage that we did earlier, uh, now the Tokyo Game Show is now coming up. So Capcom is going to have their own online event. And um, pretty much if you're seeing it on screen, it'll be September Thursday, September 30th, and it'll be between 2 and 2.50, whatever BST time zone is. I do not know offhand. It's British Standard so I Time. I apologize so for that. I don't know what that equals in the United States. <laughs> Five hours ahead of Eastern, yeah. I think. Yeah, but I'm sure you can find your local time just by uh, doing some Google searches. Absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, there's uh, there's been rumors about another Nintendo Direct. That's about it. That's that's the headline right there. Rumors again. Uh, supposedly, maybe even dropping as early as tomorrow because we're having a podcast recording on an, a Tuesday evening, September 7th. So why would they not 
drop it on September 8th, uh, tomorrow morning. So maybe plan to wake up early just in case Nintendo drops a uh, shadow drop of a Nintendo Direct. Or, you know, maybe it's going to come out, uh, you know, next week or really anytime because Nintendo doesn't like to uh, really announce these things anymore. They just, you know, drop it. So uh, <laughs> be on the lookout. Supposedly there's an, another Nintendo Direct. Who knows? And whenever whenever this time happens, always be wary of sources and and posts on social media because I already saw one yesterday that um, it got me where it was someone saying it's happening and it was a it was a retweet of Nintendo and it was like Nintendo Direct. I'm like, oh my god, that's the real Nintendo, you know, uh, Twitter account, but it was from 2018. Like, yeah, two or three years <laughs> and ago. It was like yeah. it was like oh, you know, you got me. Like okay, I get it. Like if, if in the initial. Oh my God, until I've realized, wait a second, let me read this tweet. So be wary, there are a lot of trolls out there. <laughs> yep, yep, I saw that come through as well. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't get suckered into it. Um, but that's only, probably only because I heard or read about other people getting suckered into it first. And so luckily I saw those before I saw the actual tweet. So, but I probably would have just as easily gotten pulled in as well. Because it's really easy, especially when you're really wanting something like that to happen. Yep. It's been a while, June, right? Yep. So, Yeah. And before that, it was like two and a half years. So it was 2018. No. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> September. Or uh, what March was it, right? It was uh, March, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Before 2021, it had been a, a pretty yeah. giant drought for sure. Oh. Well, cool. There's like uh, some cool stuff happening, uh, especially with Capcom and THU, THQ Nordic uh, over the next uh, couple weeks. So uh, we'll be covering those on Nintendo Fuse, but also um, on the podcast as well. So make sure you check out those things. Also, check out our Discord. Uh, we have an events uh, channel within that uh, Discord server that uh, we discuss all of those things pretty much live as they happen as well. So we're discussing Gamescom and we discuss E3 and all the other things that happen uh, live. So you can always chat uh, with us uh, live there when it's happening, but also you can kind of read our thoughts and throw in your thoughts after the fact as well. It's one of the cool things about Discord. So if you have not joined, be sure to do that. Uh, just throw the throw the link there on the screen again, uh, but you can also find that in the show notes and the YouTube description as well. Um, and as always, uh, as much as we can, we uh, we try to live tweet a lot of those events uh, and stuff like that, or just at least kind of interact on, on Twitter and everything. So make sure you do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, so let's let's jump over to uh, what's been what's going to be coming out over the next couple weeks. Uh, our next podcast is going to be recorded live on September twenty first. So over the next couple weeks, uh, we got some some decent games uh, list coming out uh, over the next couple weeks. Um, as I'm scrolling them on the screen, uh, I'll go ahead and kind of just highlight a couple of those. Uh, WarioWare Get It Together is coming out on September 10th. Uh, NBA 2K22 also coming on September 20, uh, sorry, September 10th. If you are a, a big NBA fan, uh, Cruise and Blast comes out on September 14th. Uh, Skate Bird, which we've talked about on previous podcasts, uh, indie game coming out on September 16th. And uh, Nino Kuni 2 is coming out on September 17th. So those are just a few hi uh, highlights, some of the notable games on there. Uh, Barry, anything that you're seeing uh, over the next couple of weeks that, uh, that you're hoping to play? Or are you going to be working on uh, some more of that, that, uh, that big list of, of games that have been, been sitting on your shelf for a while? <laughs> no, I've got, uh, I got a huge week, actually. This Friday is insane. 
this Friday is going to kill me because there are not one, but two, but three games that I've been looking forward to. And uh, we've got, not only do we have WarioWare coming out, which I will be playing in between bouts of uh, Tales of Arise, which I've been looking forward to, but Life is Strange, Strange Colors is also coming out that day. So after Tales, I immediately jump into Life is Strange uh, while doing some WarioWare and Cruise and Blast uh, in between. So it's ridiculous. I, I mean, that's, that's so many <laughs> so many hours right there. Like nothing else matters at that point because those four games are just going to, like that's that's going to take all my time. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's insane that three of, three of the four games are dropping on the same damn day. Wow. Wow. Greg, how about you? Well, I would love to play WarioWare, but I think that's going to probably be delayed till a little bit later this year. So I'll probably mostly just be continuing more into the backlog. I mean, I do see there's a number of them that could be interesting, like Apple Knight and even that uh, Son of Crimson that we talked about during the Gamescom thing. So I'll have to look into those also a little bit further to see if I can either get a code or even just uh, outright buy it. So up to see nice nice yeah i'm thinking that uh there uh, warrior where get it together is is probably the the most notable one that i'll be probably checking out but i love that they have a, a demo so i'm gonna be uh, i downloaded the demo the other day i was hoping to play it before the this episode but didn't get a chance to yet um and then cruise and blast i i'm interested to see what your thoughts are on it barry because it's one of those games that I'm like, I think I should like it. I love the cruising games, but for some reason, I'm a little skeptical about this one. So I'm interested to see uh, so you think about it first before I before I uh, bite the bullet or not. Uh, it looks so good. I'm so excited for it. It's just going to be one of those where I'm I'm so heavy in tails at that time that I'll be I'll have to be like, all right, I need a little bit of break, like. You know, I've done that a lot this year with like uh, I did Scarlet Nexus and Monster Hunter Stories two at the same time, and I did Neo: The World Ends with You and Shadowverse at the same time kind of deal. So I was like, all right, I need a break from this like bouncing back and forth. So those, you know, WarioWare and, and Cruise and Blast will definitely be nice palate cleansers uh, in between big bouts of, of tales. Nice, nice. I'm also uh, I got I, I mentioned earlier um, <laughs> when I get uh, uh, free trials or whatever of xbox game pass um i'm on one right now and somehow i got i don't know i think like six months of it for free right now um and so uh psychonauts 2 came out recently and so i've downloaded it i haven't checked it out yet but i've i'm gonna be playing that pretty soon um and then uh microsoft flight Sim- simulator um i know barry talked about it a, oh. a few weeks ago uh i've got that so sitting, on, sitting on my xbox right now i'm just like okay i need to dedicate some time to it because it's not one you just you know jump into and jump out so but i'm I'm really excited about that uh checking that out so it's maybe good. i'll get into it for next podcast as well um greg anything else that uh you're hoping to, to play over the next couple of weeks um, I think finally getting back into Bravely Default 2. It's been like a month since I've last played it and really want to get more into it. I mean, <laughs> barely along in the story and definitely want to continue along with that. Nice, nice. And uh, Barry, anything else that uh, you're going to be doing or is it pretty much going to be those those games that you've already mentioned? <laughs> um, it's going to be those. And uh, we talked about it before with the uh, you know the NES Super NES app. Um, for the Playcast, we're going to be doing Super NES September. So uh, I'll be playing actually some of the the app, playing a couple games uh, for this month. 
So uh, I will be diving into some 16-bit goodness and be, uh, taking breaks, uh, which is going to suck because it's so so great games, but it'll be like pulling me away from the one, the other ones, you know. So right. we'll see what right. happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you all uh, for tuning in. Thanks for the uh, the chat for being there. Uh, you get to see a little behind the scenes tonight uh, and a couple of the mistakes that I made hitting the wrong buttons. Uh, so if you've never uh, been here for the live version um, on YouTube, uh, that's that's an interesting little plug for being here because you get to see uh, some of the other stuff that's edited out of the, uh, the audio version later. Um, and maybe the video version, if I remember, uh, to edit that later too. But, um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for being here. Just another reminder... Uh, uh, we're recording the next live uh, podcast on September 21st, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. We would absolutely love for you guys to, to be there and join in our uh, live chat room. Uh, like we said, you're kind of like the the fourth member of this podcast um, collectively. So um, so great for to have all you guys there. Jakester, Kevin, Jared, uh, and there was other people that I'm forgetting, Rocky... Uh, several others, uh, apologize if I forgot your name, uh, but a lot of people throwing in their thoughts and comments and, uh, and ideas and everything in the live chat tonight. So thank you guys for, for joining in, uh, Greg, anything, uh, else, uh, over the next couple of weeks that you're excited about or that you'll be doing and maybe in the world of video games or anything else, which, which can we up to, uh, the next couple of weeks? Uh, I don't think there's really a whole lot going on, at least like for before the next podcast i think it's just kind of like the standard work week my daughter's been in school so it's pretty much pretty standardized schedule for during the day now so it's much uh less time to play around with the games with her so it's more like in the evening if that or just on weekend so it's kind of our time is a little bit shorter now so mm. yeah nice nice barry other than uh playing games and dodging hurricanes uh, anything else uh, you're gonna be up to in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> Sound like a rhyme uh, there. Yeah, just, yeah, no, that was really good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thought about that much one for a while. Just, uh, <laughs> just more, you know, more work um, between stuff, premium edition games, as well as uh, you know, work. Been, been heavy this past weekend. Been heavily working on the game room, uh, doing a lot of work, uh, just in the house in general, and uh, you know, taking care of family and, and stuff like that. So, just life <laughs> cool cool yeah pretty much uh, i'm hoping to get to get back into uh to playing some games uh myself um trying to to post a little bit more on my my gaming channel um here and there as well so if you want to see gameplay of different games that i'm checking out uh you can check that out it's just steve cullum gaming on uh on youtube as well um Barry, anything uh, out of the ordinary for the podcast that you're gonna be on or is it just playcast and is that pretty much it? Um, that's pretty much it right now. It was on the Dragon Cast, with the, like the episode seventy, which aired I think two weekends or two weeks ago, uh, which was cool. Um, but no, I'm not like scheduled on any other thing right now, other than you know the Switch Mania Playcast as well as cool. you know cool. here in two yeah. weeks. Oh, you got a you got a uh, industry talk coming out uh, next week. Um, yes, as well. yeah. yes, I do have that. Yeah, I have an industry talk with a really cool developer uh, who I, I love when indie developers go out there and they uh, they make their own title, and not only do they make their own title, but they make their own physical too, which is extra cool. 
Nice. Nice. Uh, Kevin's wanting pictures of the game room. Um, Kevin, I've already <laughs> told him he's doing a full video tour of his uh, yes. room when he gets yeah. it all done. So you can check out part of it already on our YouTube channel. Um, he's got the the handheld gaming stuff. Um, so you can yeah, check out which, that video which has already. To be updated. Ooh, okay. Uh, I do have, I do have, I did get it in, but the game that I'll be talking with the developer. Oh, there it is. There you go. Nice. So. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely very thankful that Barry's uh, museum did not flood away. So me too. I like me, to make a me make a, too. Make a pilgrimage out there someday. I know it's you know in the whole scheme <laughs> yes, of things, you're you know, like you like you're it, like people have have actually died in this, and it's it's awful and everything. Yes. But but I did think of your gaming collection in the whole scheme of things. Obviously, <laughs> not a huge priority when it comes to lives being lost. But it no. did cross my mind. I'd be like, that'd be awful if. If you lost stuff like that, um, like people that lost their cosplay stuff, that's awful. Like not as important as a life, but still that's, oh, of course. that's really important though. <laughs> I'm, I'm very fortunate because where I live, it's a split level. So because it's a split level, my basement, which I'm actually in the basement now, it's really only about five feet underground because the rest of it is actually above ground. So it's not like a true, true basement. So it's because it's finished and it's not that that far deep. It's pretty pretty good about that, and everything else is above this floor. So I'm I'm pretty okay. Nice, nice. Well, that's the end of episode two thirty six. Uh, we'll be back again, like I said, uh, live on September twenty first for episode two thirty seven. Uh, if you have not subscribed, if you haven't hit that bell uh, on YouTube, if you haven't uh, done all the the sharing and all that stuff, just as one last reminder as we wrap up today, please do that. Leave some comments and uh, follow us on social media. Join our Discord. All those different things. You've heard me talk about them a lot of times, especially if you've been around it for a while. So just uh, you know, do all the things and uh, play some cool games and come back and talk with them, talk about them with us next time. But until then, everybody, happy gaming. Have a good one. Happy gaming. <laughs>